Session two on the observer position will cover uh, what is normal about this process of uh, protection and how we cover the approach and how we learn about the observer position by understanding that we have to work with our state. So there are two issues we have to understand before we can use this observing position effectively. The first one is that the idea of your brain protecting you this way is perfectly normal. You've probably heard of fight and flight and so on. It's not a mental illness, okay? It's perfectly normal. But the second thing is that life teaches us that certain things are threatening when really they never were, or let's say they are no longer. Might have been a threat to you when you were a child, for instance. Now, things like these are kept in the back room where there is literally no timeline. And so they, are, they remain as fresh as the day they happened. Even though you may have forgotten all about them uh, in your consciousness in the front room, um, this can be a big problem now for anyone vulnerable to addiction because, of course, you're being run by unseen forces if we're maintaining and keeping uh, knowledge of these threats. So the point is that there are times when a very basic part of you, part of your brain, is running your life, not you, not your consciousness. With all of your opinions and your decisions, that is no longer running your life. And this is when disaster can strike. Now, taking on board the idea that at these times, it was not your core self running your life, but was actually your brain trying to protect you from a threat. This is a big deal. Understanding that you have an untainted core, a part of you that's not just a bit calmer, but it's pure calm. Not just a bit clearer, but is pure clarity. Of course, the way you've been viewing yourself in a more traditional negative view, well, of course, this fits right into the medical model and has probably had you reading lots of self-help books, doing lots of exercises, maybe taking some pills. Now, once you start practice on working with the relationship between your parts and your core self, you probably won't be needing those things anymore. No need to work on changing yourself, anymore uh, being different. Now you can learn to access what you already have. Changing yourself, I always think it's a bit like asking a tiger to change to spots instead of stripes. It's almost impossibly difficult to, to do that. And the worst part about it is there's really no need. So, um, observing yourself is the first step of this. And what we do is we start with your state. Again, you can see lots of stuff on this on my, on my blog, uh, but I want, to, I want to just cover it and recap here, that the state is where we start, okay? How you feel, what, how you're thinking, these are the two basic triggered stages. And I want to say that all your parts are consistent. Now, we covered this a little bit in the first session. I want to go over it again and make sure you understand that there's no change of opinion here. When you say, I'm never drinking again, and the next day you start drinking, you, that's not because you changed your opinion. That's because something else is making decisions about you. 
So all your parts are consistent. The, the part of you that what we call your core self, you, you make a decision and say, I don't want to drink anymore. That is your decision. You're not going to change that. You're not going to have a different opinion the next day. But the parts that come forward from your brain, they're also consistent. And so the part that wants to protect you with drinking and sees that as a good protection, this is a very basic part of you and is not privy to that decision you made from your core self. So this is an important idea when you consider that you'll be coming up against many years of training from the medical model that told you that you were a very inconsistent person that you were up and down like a fiddler's elbow. One minute this, one minute that. This is what you, we've all been told for years. Now, of course, this is a rational conclusion when you think of yourself as just one thing. I want you to think of this recovery approach that we're doing now as swapping one inconsistent self with a set of consistent selves. Each part of you is extremely consistent. And I really want you to get hold of this because this will help you observe. See, they tend to turn up the same way and for the same reasons. This, just when the same threat happens. The difference is that your core self is the untriggered part. Okay, so let's, get, let's make sure we've got that. The parts turn up for this in the same way and for the same reasons. You'll start to notice as you observe, you'll start to notice these themes that it was this kind of circumstance where this part turned up. And you'll notice that it always feels the same way, very consistent, that the parts will always have you thinking the same way. Again, very consistent. In order to know your parts better, you need to understand this core state of your adult self. How does it feel to be you when you're untriggered? Now, this state is described in various ways by different religions, philosophies and different therapists. But many years of neuroscience research has identified eight words which characterize and encompass the qualities of the core self. How it feels to be you. Now, these are the resources of the adult. And the good news is this. You've already got them. You don't need to learn them. You don't need to develop them. By understanding them better, you'll simply be able to identify when they are not present. We need to know them because we need to know sometimes when they're not present. So let's look at the eight words that have been identified as encompassing um, the, uh, the adult self. Calm clear, curious, creative, confident, courageous, connected, and compassionate. These are eight words that I want you to learn. And I want you to ask yourself now, can you identify with these words? Are you, are you reasonably in your adult state at the moment? Think about which of those words can you identify with? Which of them can you not identify with? Okay. So calm is just about, are you, are you feeling reasonably calm listening to this? Clear, are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you making sense of it? Curious, are you open-minded to know more? Creative, are you looking for something different 
that, uh, you know, when things haven't worked in the past. Confident, are you clear about your yourself and your ability to do things? Courageous, are you not in a state of fear, but in a state of um, wanting to go forwards and being brave about that? Connected, are you feeling connected with me now as a speaker? Uh, two human beings communicating. Compassionate, do you have a feeling for people around you? Are you are you cold uh, uh, and, and uncaring often? Now, when you feel all of those things, you can say that you're you've got a reasonable blend. You're in a good adult state, and you should be able to identify with all or most of those words. Now, try making a list of all eight words and ask yourself: uh, Are you in uh, this 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 calm state at the moment? Now, notice any that seem to be absent. And write along those, alongside the words another list. Now this list should be how it feels when those resources are missing. They're opposites, if you like. So calm becomes panicky, uh, etc. Uh, something like this. Um, I, would, I, would, I would have them something like panic, confused, dogmatic, flat, unconfident, frightened, disconnected and cold. And if you, if you put those opposite the words Panicky goes opposite calm, confused goes opposite clear, curious goes opposite certain uh, or, or dogmatic, having a strong agenda, uh, flat or feeling you have no options goes opposite creative, unconfident, nervous or anxious goes opposite confident, frightened or maybe a feeling that you have to stay safe goes opposite courageous, disconnected from people and from life goes opposite connected. And cold or having no feeling for others goes opposite compassionate. So, I want you to think of these opposites as the default position on the left, uh, the first list, and the way you often feel when you're triggered on the right, or when your brain takes over. So anytime you find yourself losing any of these resources because of maybe how someone's spoken to you or dealt with you, or even if you've had a thought yourself that has changed your state, you should assume that you are no longer in your adult state. You are triggered. The thought or observation that you're no longer in your real state is made from the observer position. So we're starting to describe it now. This is what it feels like to observe. It's that knowledge that you have that you're no longer in your core state. So again, if you found yourself saying things like, I'm hopeless, I'm unreliable, or I'm too angry, angry to hold down this job, or you know anything like this, then this practice can help you massively. Since these flaws are not part of your adult self, you can learn as part of your practice not to act out of them, but to observe them. It's like an option, right? You don't have to act out of them. You can just observe them. So the first thing to realize when you start practicing is that your core state is not something to achieve. It's actually your default position. In other words, when you're, um, when you're not triggered by circumstances, you default to your core state. It's not something you have to achieve. It's not some big deal that you have to learn to do. No, 
basically traditional approaches tell you that this is almost impossible to achieve but this is wrong something you have to fight for this is wrong think of your core state as something that happens when the other states step back and trust you some more so let's again cover the the points that we've we've looked at in this session we've looked at the way that protection is normal and that you know fight and flight are things we've all heard of we've learned about the outdated threat and the fact that it's probably not threatening to you anymore and we're saying that observing is the first step of managing yourself and we've said that we need to stop trying to change ourselves and start to be more like ourselves we've also said it starts with your state and that your parts are consistent that they turn up in the same way, that they turn up for the same reasons, and that, uh, you know, really the threat is not always obvious. We'll come to this more in the practice, but for now, um, let's, let's leave it there and have a third session on the practice itself.